0: Welcome back to another episode of Abide by You, my little podcast talking about all things um, referring to implementing your faith in the real world. I'm your host, Z, and um, I am sitting in the dark. <laughs> I was just minding my business, just sitting in the living room. And before you know it, gone, lights out. So I'm actually sitting in my room right now with like a lamp, (laughs) like a, like a lantern thing. And that's it. And it's so dark and I'm so scared and it's cold as hell. Oh my goodness. So if you hear a little rustling here and there, that's just me trying to cover myself up and keep myself warm and i said to myself you know i need to take a shower like let me just take a shower now because what happens here is if you like if the lights go out the water goes out as well so i'm just like great what am i gonna do (sighs) choices 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 anywho welcome back episode two and yesterday, I got to thinking about how we as the newer generation, you know, handle our emotions or how we are in touch with our emotions or, you know, whatever they say. Because um, there's a lot of like talk from like previous generations saying how we're too soft, we're too this, we're too that, we are too concerned about how people make us feel and you know, so on and so forth. And I and I just find it such an interesting um contrast between um our generation, well, the generation that I'm in, the millennial generation, and like those that are like older than us like our parents you know baby boomers and so on and so forth and i just want to try and find differences in how we as um differing generations you know get a handle of our emotions and then maybe talk about you know what we can do as spiritual you know beings or faith-based beings um, being able to hand handle emotions of our own as well as handling emotions from like the outer world or handling how other people may you know handle themselves you know that sort of thing <laughs> so what I thought about was our parents generation I just want to talk about you know the things that they had to go through And maybe the lack of, you know, awareness in a way of how they handle their emotions. And from what I know and from what, like, my mom has told me about how they grew up and, you know, the things that they had to deal with in the past compared to, you know, now in today's world, like it's different but very much the same at the same time i hope that makes sense um but yeah i feel like older generations they they had a lot of hardships that they needed to deal with in their time um it's funny how i'm complaining now about me not having electricity and water right now but it might come back in a few minutes. It might come back in an hour maximum, you know? There's advances in technology that have happened um, over the course of time, but back in their day, not so much. I remember my mother telling me stories about um, how they had to fetch water every day um, just so that they could bath and drink and clean and, you know, simple, like, basic necessities that are so easy for us to attain right now that were difficult back at that time and um they did not really have time to get a grasp of how they are feeling because they're so caught up in the humdrum of you know fulfilling their basic needs and it's it's not like us now where we have more time it was literally a thing of they had to get up at maybe four or five even earlier in the morning so that they could do these things clean the house clean themselves um you know fetch water cook food um you know get transport it's not like now where we can just like catch an uber or something and you know we're there in no time like it was it was a calculated effort every single day for them to just survive and have their basic needs met and I kind of like links with if you know uh, maslow's hierarchy of needs where at the bottom you have well there's five labels right and it's a hierarchy so it goes up a pyramid. And at the bottom, right at the bottom, is your physiological needs. So it's just food, water, shelter, clothing, you know, having those needs met. Then you go into the next step, which is safety and security. Then you go into the next step, which is um, socialization, you know, um, being in touch with family, making friends, um, having human connection. And then you go on to the fourth level, which has to deal with self-esteem and you know the more emotional things and um development and all those things like that then you get right to the top which is self actualization which talks about fulfilling your higher purpose and you know realizing your dreams and your aspirations and what you really really were put on this earth to do Taking that hierarchy of needs into consideration, you can imagine that they weren't considering their self-esteem <laughs> back then. They had to put food on the table. They they had a lot of shit that they had to deal with and a lot of things that they had to do manually and, you know, just work. It was just work, work, work all the time for them. Where it wasn't, there wasn't like such thing as self-care and, you know, taking stock of how you're feeling that day and your moods and all those other things, they were just too busy trying to fulfill the most basic needs. And that's understandable in a way, if you look at it like that. I mean, I I honestly think it's understandable. um, And you can understand why now they may come off as, you know, hard heads or, you know, they have a hard outer shell and they don't really, like, care about anything else, you know, just just doing what they have to do in order to survive, you know, in this life. Um, I think also in back in that time, there was less information available to them in terms of taking care of their mental health, in terms of you know, being emotionally available in terms of even getting help for certain mental health issues that are underlying that they may not e- even know they had. Just information about mental health in general was a little more scarce back then than it was now. And um, when you see it from that perspective, you can see how sometimes there is a bit of a disconnect when you talk about how something made you feel at work. I know for a fact, I remember I had a conversation with my mom the one time. um, We were having lunch a few months ago. And she was basically saying it's not really necessary to have a job you know that completely fulfills you you don't have to be you know happy in your job just be grateful that you just have a job you know and I thought to myself but what if you don't like that job and it really does affect you emotionally to the point where it affects your performance at work number one number two you have to realize that you spend most of your time with the people you work with, and you spend less time with your family. If you think about it, I mean, in the grandest scheme you of know, things, if you want to come down to like complete calculations and stuff like that, okay, fine, you have m- more time to rest and you know a little time to your family, but when when you're in it, when you're in action, and all these things are happening you spend more time with the people at work, you know? You don't don't count sleep, like, as part of your day. You know, when you wake up, you wake up, you get ready. You know, you might say goodbye to your loved one in the morning, have a small 30-minute chat. And then you go on for about between 8 to 12 hours with people you barely know. (laughs) And in some instances with people you may not like. And I found that very baffling to me that she said that that you don't really necessarily have to be happy to be, like, in your job. As long as it pays you good, you're able to put food on the table, all your needs are met, and so on and so forth. And I brought up that, you know, suggestion from my side, uh, the whole thing about, you know, having to work with people that aren't your family for most of your day most of your day is taken up by randoms (laughs) respectfully okay not random but (laughs) you know people that aren't your family people that you don't interact with on a deeper level you know other than to get your tasks done you know and complete the work that you need to you know in order to move forward and i saw this look on her face of confusion and just like not even disbelief but more confusion than anything it's like she's trying to hear what i'm saying and in a way she was like yeah i get it but there was just another element of i don't know what you're talking about and it made me kind of sad because it's like when you are so when you are in that environment where it's all about like work 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 not even like hustle culture like forget that just like hard ass work where you just on your grind you know just to fulfill basic needs to the point where there isn't really time for yourself because you're supplying all the time you're always giving from your cup you're giving to your work you're giving to your household you're giving to your family and you don't give to yourself and it was like in that little capsule of time when my mom and i were talking like, I could see that all those years had compounded, you know, when you do something repetitively for so long, it compounds, and it just becomes a natural part of your being, and I think just that was a natural part of her being, and I think it's like that for a lot of, um, of our older, um, I was gonna say peers, our older, our uh, elders, and i don't know how necessarily how to feel about it i can understand why they're that way but i'm i'm not too sure how to to feel about it you know another thing with the older generation is that when there are a few people within their you know within their generation that can recognize that hey something's not right in my head I don't feel okay emotionally, you know, I need help. Um, I know in earlier times, there was a lot of, like, stigmas and stereotypes about seeking help or, you know, finding a way to strengthen their mental health or seeking therapy for, you know, the things that they may be going on in their inner world you know, if you were the type to do things like how we do now that is so popularized, the whole self-care routine, the whole facials and, you know, more than just that, just the, what what we know as self-care now, people back then would say, oh, you, you're just soft or you can't handle the real world or you're out of your depth and you know things like that which is pretty crazy to me if you think about if i think about it honestly it's it's crazy to think that people were shunned for trying to take care of themselves you know and it's like in a way they were seen as not necessarily not arrogant but like just very pompous and they think they're better than everybody you know and they're just being fancy by saying that they need therapy and they're just wasting money because remember like time was money back then as well and it's like whatever time you have to yourself you could be moonlighting you could be doing locums somewhere you could be working a second job, getting extra income for the house, you know, because that was first priority, feeding the kids, that was first priority, you know, and even if you didn't have kids, trust me, you, know, like, you the kids would pop up somewhere in the family that would need to be fed, so, you know, in terms of like cousins or whatever, um, so that's another interesting um, take on that, that taking care of yourself emotionally and mentally and spiritually was shunned because there was money to be made and there were things basic needs that needed to be fulfilled you know I just find it really interesting that they didn't take time to themselves to reflect on what it is that they feel I just find it really interesting. So with that said, that was, that was the older generation. It was just go, 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 do what you need to do. You know, you'll take care of yourself later or it will just all fall into place eventually. You know, Um, inner issues weren't really addressed. And if there were bigger outer issues that were affecting the mental, that were affecting the emotional you just had to suppress it because there wasn't time to sort it out because there were bigger fish to fry you know what i mean so that's from my outlook i find it a little scary and a little saddening to be honest a little saddening so i'm going on to the newer generation our generation <laughs> Um, one of the observations that i that I find, um, I think with the newer generation, uh things that have contributed to us trying to get a hold of our emotions more, or you know at least get a handle of our self care and just basically taking care of ourselves mentally. Um, there are a lot, a lot of new developments in technology making life so much easier. Um water coming off of a tap electricity, then going on forward even more with you know developments in um cell phones and being able to connect to each other and um yeah, just overall technology making life so much easier and honestly giving us more time to do a lot more things, you know the more things developed and the more things optimized. Like we, we don't have to go to the river to fetch water. We don't, not all of us have to catch taxis to go to. A, granted, it, there are still a lot of people that are still living that life. It's understandable. I understand that. But, um, in the, but in the grander scheme of things, if we look overall, we can see, okay, we have cars now and we can drive ourselves wherever we want to. It's not a thing of depending on somebody else. To take us from point A to point B, um, jobs have even become better and more automated um, to make life easier for us. You know, we have the help of computers um, and other forms of um, just really, really, really awesome technology. And and we 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 can't really bash technology all the time because I think the intention in the beginning. Was to make life easier. I don't think it was meant to make life harder. Um. In, in when looking at the basics, but obviously when you go into more nuanced elements of technology, you know, social media, blah blah blah. Then you can see that it looks like life is still getting harder, but just in a different way. So yeah technology man technology is a wonder it really is um we in the new generation live in the age of information information is available to us everywhere whatever topic that we want to research look up on find more information about we can do it because of of course the internet and um, of course libraries still exist hey guys don't forget <laughs> libraries libraries they're there books are still there um there's just a lot more of them now um and then we also have ebooks pdfs youtube channels twitter instagram um all these other things um it's not just for the baddies okay <laughs> but um there's just a lot of information about everything now it's now a thing of if you don't know something about anything almost it's like it's almost like a choice i'm not saying it's a choice but with the amount of resources available it feels like it's a choice for you to either know about something or not know about something because there's just so much of it out there almost too much really (laughs) almost too much really and like with us we have constant stimulation from these resources we have constant stimulation especially from the internet and social media I mean just look at the amount of apps that you have on your phone that have to deal with information of any sort they all have to to deal with some sort of um, receiving and giving of information we have so many i think i have about like 70 apps on my phone i need to do a clean up again um i don't have instagram anymore but oh that's another episode i'm gonna do um but i did at some point and at some point <laughs> my screen time was whoo yikes <laughs> it was pretty yikes um especially when i had instagram um i've definitely cut down on that now thank goodness um but there's just a lot to find out about. And with that said, there's a lot of information in terms of, um, our emotional state and repairing our emotional state. Um, mental health has been a big topic over the years now. Um, it's being more spoken about more like written about in articles. Um, you see a lot of YouTube channels that just have, you know, people that have channels, purely talking about self-care and how to take care of yourself so and that's all good and well um but at the same time it can be a little detrimental to our health when we're constantly consuming so much information whether it be good or bad too much of something is never really that great if you think about it in the grander scheme of things so with bloody bike. <laughs> with the development of technology with this with the combination of this with, and the age of information that we live in and the constant stimulation that we get either from the news like TV or other resources that are available to us you know technology making our lives easier but is it giving us too much time to think? are we overthinking certain things? This is how conspiracies start, you know? Are we given too much to consider, you know? And with that, does that make us a bit too emotional? And that's where the older generation comes in and says that we're snowflakes, right? When you hear about a war going on in country A, B, C, D, and E, it affects us, you know? It affects us when we're watching too much news it's obviously going to affect our psyche a lot of it a lot of the time in the news it's not good news (laughs) it's not the greatest news that we hear it's always something about you know either if we're talking about bigger things now mass shootings or you know people dying or famine or you know some major global event that is in the negative you know and sometimes if we're lucky we get like a snippet of positive information maybe at the end of a, a news um circuit and honestly that can you know Affect us, create biases in us about certain issues, about certain topics, and we get accustomed to, you know, feeling impassioned about the things that we hear about, you know, if it really touches us. We get impassioned um, with the information that is given to us. We want to fight for a cause or we we feel like we want to change the world but we don't know how so that depresses us in some way you know um or even going to the smaller things like social media you know instagram people putting out the best versions of themselves out there and you feeling less of yourself side note Instagram's not the only one <laughs> let me tell you linkedin linkedin has its pros and its cons and i guess at the end of the day it it, even with instagram it comes down to you know your perspective and how you frame your mind and how you view um certain things to be if you see it as an app that just has people that are showing off that's what you're going to see and that's how you're going to internalize things right if you think linkedin is a place where people just show off their accolades and all the certificates that they earned and you know that's how you're going to conceptualize and internalize it and it's not going to be impactful in a positive way true with that said when you see so much of it there will be a point in time where you think to yourself damn what am i doing with my life you know well what am i am i even worthy of a b c d and e Like, there's so many people doing so many great things all the time. And, you know, you have to constantly remind yourself um, that people only put out the best versions of themselves, at least 90% of the time anyways. I don't know, there are people um, that, and respect to them, I guess, uh, that choose to put every aspect, good and bad, out there for public um, scrutiny. And that's up to them honestly it is their lives and if that's how they feel they should conduct themselves then so be it but a lot of the times we put our best versions of ourselves out there and if we don't feel like our best versions of ourselves we make it our best versions by using filters and thus and that and using deep quotes as captions you know to make ourselves or to make people perceive ourselves in a certain light and that sort of thing and you know in a way as much as you have to constantly remind yourself that not all of it is real not all of it is real not all of it is real at some points when you're consuming so much in an everyday basis it does affect you it does affect your state of of being and your worthiness and your and your value and how you feel about yourself I know that's definitely happened for me and that's why I had to delete Instagram because I just couldn't do it anymore. That's another, that's another episode, like I said. But, so I think those are the things that we as a newer generation have had to deal with. So it makes me think to myself, what's worse? Not knowing enough or knowing too much? And honestly, the more I think about it, the more I say neither. <laughs> neither. At the end of the day, it's all about balance. Like, but that's the truth. I think whether I grew up in, you know, earlier times, like in, you know, the 70s, 80s, early 90s, well, I'm a 90s kid anyways, so I'm a 95. I was born in 95, but I was too small to fully conceptualize what was going on around in my world. But if I was, like, a, a fully developed adult in, like, the 70s or 80s, I still think I wouldn't have had a full handle of my emotional state, you know? And, um... It really doesn't matter. Like The passage of time doesn't matter. The issues remain the same. The issues remain the same. It's... I think... It comes down to content and structure. Where... The structure of your mind... No matter what kind of content goes in it... The structure of the mind will always position it in a way that will make you feel a certain way. So if you you know, naturally a pessimistic person, no matter what kind of content that you consume, your perspective will be a defining factor of how you will feel about something, someone, anything, you know? Um, Time, there are differences. There are differences in, you know, how the different generations have had to handle you know their emotional well-being and their mental health and different factors um add to that different factors from different points in time add to that but the one thing remains constant that there is still a mental health problem there is still a problem with people having to handle their emotions So that's why I'm like, it's same, same, but different in a way. So with me, as spiritual beings, how do we, can we identify these differences and use them to our advantage? Can we identify the differences between how the older generation you know, views or takes care of the emotional state and how we, as the newer generation, view and take care of our emotional state. Um, can we use that into our advantage to a point where the two don't clash? Because as I was saying, it's like the older generation call us the snowflakes, or the as as the newer generation call the older generation like hardheads and unemotional and, and heartless and so on and so forth so I think with um, bringing faith and spirituality into it we know that you know when we you know awaken to the truth of life and we awaken to ourselves we are able to break away from the perspective that we would usually see things and we'd undergo a paradigm shift which would allow us to see things from a different perspective. And that is applicable in all aspects of our lives, not just in the way that we see ourselves, but in the way that we see other people. So I feel like... Just being understanding of people's past, um, especially our parents, especially our parents and um, understanding that their circumstances may be a factor for why they are the way they are and take into consideration how long they've had to, you know, be in those circumstances or how long it took them to get out of those circumstances to where they are now. Um, that's one thing with awakening is that you can look beyond the face value of an, a person's emotional state, you know, of why they are so angry all the time or why they are so pessimistic all the time or why this, why that. Um, So just being understanding of, you know, what people have had to go through in their lives and not undermining that either and not saying oh uh i'm 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 operating from my higher self now so i know more and um just being very ostentatious and pretentious about everything you know not undermining what people have had to go through but just purely coming from love and understanding what they've had you know to go through and you do it you do it bit by bit you do it bit by bit i know what i have done to practice this is at work sometimes we go through stressful situations and sometimes you have to come from a place of understanding of why that person may not be the nicest that day granted it doesn't really give them the excuse to be but you can understand why they are that way. Unless they're just naturally a mean person, then, oh my God, get some help. But I remember the one time I was working with that guy and he, he's, he's generally a great guy and generally a nice guy to everybody. But that day he was under so much stress with so much work getting phone calls from A, B, C, D, and E. And I think I had made a mistake with one patient or misunderstood something from a patient, um and their needs. And the nurse ended up phoning him and he ended up not necessarily lashing out, but you could see he was very pissed to be talking to me about, you know, some that particular situation because he was he was flustered. So um he came onto me in not the nicest way, and at first I'm like, "Uh, excuse me, <laughs> who do you think you're talking to?" <laughs> Obviously, I didn't say it out loud, but in my mind I'm like, "Uh, what?" And then what is this attitude? But looking at the circumstances that he was coming from, and what he had he had had to deal with all day, you can understand. Oh, okay. This is why he's so snappy today. This is why so and so is like this today. you know, just taking it like bit by bit like that, and that has honestly allowed me to try to and i I'm not saying I fully understand and I'm all knowing of what like you know our parents had to go through and all that, but you can if you take that into consideration, it makes it so much easier to for you to try and understand where they're coming from. So I think that's a good help. I think it really helps. And um, I mean, also being grateful for the information that is bestowed upon us now. Um, as much as I was saying that, you know, a lot of information, too much stimulus can be too much, I think it's also important to be grateful for the amount of information that is available to us, you know, in terms of places to go for therapy or things to do to improve your emotional state and to improve your your mental stability and your mental resilience. Um, With that said not using that information to boost our ego and come off as all-knowing and enlightened but rather just and it goes on into my next point which is allowing yourself to be yourself and allowing others to do the same so the two kind of come together so when you know more and you know good you do good so when you receive these you know little pieces or little gems of information pertaining to how you can better take care of yourself don't use it in a way to boost your ego or inflate your ego and say that oh look at me i have my life together i'm enlightened you are just not informed you know because that's not that's not the way to do it and i don't even think like trying to force information onto other people helps either but rather using that information to improve yourself and improve your understanding of yourself and improve your emotional state and emotional well-being each day to the point where it just it just comes naturally and it shows and people can see the difference rather than being told about the difference i think it's so much better when you know action has taken place people believe m- more in action than in words it's just how the world is set up like it's like you can talk the talk but can you walk the walk you know that sort of thing and people get drawn to that eventually and in a way that's you 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 know providing more joy into the world by just being yourself it just gives allowance for people to say hey i can i can let my guard down i can Uh, be more in touch with myself I can be more vulnerable if I need to I can cry if I need to I don't have to be strong all the time you know knowing when to just channel whatever emotion it is just by being yourself it just makes life so much easier because when you put on this facade of oh I know everything it's actually really off-putting and it like Repels people even more to try and help themselves or get help, so yeah, that's my thoughts on that it's 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 tricky it's tricky because you know some people are very um they're very gung ho about how they are and how they present themselves to the world and what they believe in and i don't think it's necessarily fair to try and force something onto somebody but for a to but rather to allow life to just you know flow and allow them to come to their realizations because at some point we all eventually do i feel like we all eventually come to the realization that something needs to change for the better, hopefully, <laughs> for the better, you know, internally, you know, outside we all know that what we need to do, get a job, get a place to stay, you know, feed yourself, clothe yourself, or, or uh, we all know what to do on the outside, but sometimes it's to the point where we neglect the inside, and people, trust me, people come to the realization that you know their inner world needs fixing too the inner world needs to be taken care of too so that they can be well all around you know not just from the outside perspective but from inside for themselves not for anybody else but for themselves for peace because at the end of the day we all just want peace and the knowing that everything is all well and everything is going to be okay so um yeah I think this was a little bit all over the place, but I hope I got some sort of message through with that. Um, I just thought it was, it's just so fascinating to see how the progression of how people handle themselves back then compared to how we handle ourselves now, you know? And um, yeah, just food for thought, man, food for thought. I don't come up with answers all the time sometimes I just want you to think a little bit more you know think a little bit more because you know if you see point A and point B you see the information given about point A given about point B you can come to your own conclusions on how to you know deal with it so yeah yeah that's it from me today i need to go get warm and i hope this electricity will come back sometime soon um but thank you so much for listening um i hope i was coherent most of the time and made sense um i hope you enjoyed it um give us some thumbs up uh leave your comments and how you feel about older generation versus newer generation. And how we handle our emotions. Um, do we need to come together? Just comment and, and say how you feel. It's, it's an open space. It's a safe space. You can say whatever you want. Except anything negative. <laughs> All right. Until then, I will see you in my next episode. Please stay tuned. Um, it's going to be a good one. Thank you so much once again. Good morning, good night, wherever you are. And God bless. Bye.